Any views and opinions expressed are those of the authors and or participants and do not necessarily reflect the views, policies, or positions of the AIBD network or HMP Global, its employees, and affiliates. Welcome to this podcast from the Gastroenterology Learning Network. I'm your host, Priyam Bora, and today we are talking with Dr. Lee Ann Chen. Dr. Chen is an assistant professor of medicine in the Division of Gastroenterology and Hepatology and also the director of inflammatory bowel disease translational research at the Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson School of Medicine. Today, we are going to discuss her research on how race or ethnicity and immigration status may influence IBD manifestations, treatments, and outcomes. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Chen. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, so first question, what prompted your research into studying the manifestations of IBD from this angle? So we've been really interested um, in the changing epidemiology of inflammatory bowel disease. So it's a disease that, you know, has mainly been or traditionally been seen in North America or Western Europe. And over the past several decades, there's been this great increase in, in incidence and prevalence of IBD in other parts of the world. Um, and so in addition to Caucasians, we're seeing it a lot more in Asians, Hispanics, Blacks, etc. Um, and there have been studies to look at outcomes of patients with inflammatory bowel disease. But these studies oftentimes are confounded by socioeconomic differences between racial groups. And so we had the opportunity to look and, and study the IBD patients at a, a safety net public hospital in New York City. And so it was a very diverse patient population. Um, and there were a number of uh, new Americans and, and recent immigrants in this patient population as well. And so we really wanted to capture, you know, the diversity of IBD that we're seeing globally. Um, but it also provided us a chance to account for um socioeconomic status because it's a safety net hospital. Um, more of the patients were of similar socioeconomic status and tended to be either uninsured or underinsured. So would you describe your study? Sure. So we looked at almost 600 patients in this hospital um, and we found that, you know, it was probably a more diverse patient population, particularly as it relates to, to you know, a standard IBD clinic. So only about a third of the patients were Caucasian, um, about a quarter of them were Hispanic, um, about a quarter of them were Black, and then the rest were Asian. We did have a very small uh, multiracial or other group. Um, and we found that, you know, there were differences in the way that IBD presented based off of these racial groups. And so what we did was we used the Caucasian population as a reference, and we kind of compared the uh, IBD characteristics you know, between a certain race and, and what the presentation was like in, in the Caucasians. Um, so, for example, we found that in the Asian population, that there was a very strong predominance of um, male patients compared to female patients and Asians that was, you know, not seen in, in the white population. Um, we also noticed, for example, that Black patients tended to have more Crohn's disease compared to, you know, white patients in this same safety net hospital. Um, so we were able to learn a little bit more about disease characteristics and behavior that we think 
are more specific to race and environment and less confounded by socioeconomic status. So about the results of your study, what did you find? Um, so, you know, in addition to the differences that we were seeing by race, um, we also saw that there were quite a few differences um, between patients who were born outside of the U.S. compared to those in the U.S. And that was, you know, regardless of race, actually. Patients who were born outside of the U.S. And, you know, I'll, I'll say a caveat here is that these patients probably these patients did come from um, low incidence IBD countries as opposed to, you know, immigrants from, you know, Europe and Canada and, and other places where IBD incidence is high. But these uh, foreign born patients were more likely to have ulcerative colitis. They were more likely to be diagnosed in adulthood as opposed to uh, as children um, and overall showed a less aggressive phenotype to their IBD. So going into specifics, what I know you touched upon a lot of these points, but what did you find out about the characteristics of IBD by race among the four groups? Yeah, so, you know, for example, you know, we showed that in the, the Black patients um, that they tended to have a more um, aggressive phenotype. For example, they were more likely to require surgery for their disease. That could also partly be because they were more likely to have Crohn's disease, which may require, you know, may require more surgeries um, in one's in one's lifetime. But what was really interesting is when we looked at foreign-born Black patients, so you know, mainly patients from Africa and the Caribbean, we didn't see this. We saw that you know, again, they were more ulcerative colitis. They had less aggressive disease. So even within a single race, you could see how. Um, environmental changes like where you were born may potentially impact disease. I know you said about uh, uh, the patients from foreign-born status, they had a uh, disease late onset. So was it, what could be the reasons? Could it be because the manifestations were later or could it be because the access of care was delayed for them? Or maybe the country of origin could have played a role in the onset of disease? Yes. So, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to focus, you know, in this particular patient population is because they all had similar access to care. The way that the um, safety net hospital provides care, that's less of a, an issue for patients. And so we can kind of remove that confounding influence. I think what has been one of the things that we find particularly interesting is that in inflammatory bowel disease, you know, disease activity and disease severity can change over time within a patient, but it also changes over time in countries. So what this, what studies have been showing is that when IBD, you know, quote unquote, enters a country, it tends to be ulcerative colitis first. Um, and then over the next couple of decades, there's more Crohn's disease. So in a place like U.S., it's closer to, you know, half and half, but in places where IBD is, you know, starting to develop, it, there's definitely a UC predominance. And so that's what we saw, you know, in our foreign-born patients is that they tended to have more UC. Um, similarly, in kind of these traditional high-incidence countries, we're seeing more people diagnosed earlier. And so, you know, more more um, kids, for example, being diagnosed with inflammatory bowel disease. Um, and this is, you know, less so in a country where IBD is, is starting to develop. And so 
you know, we see that same parallel when we look at, you know, when we, when we study our foreign born patients. And so I think that that tells us something about the disease pathophysiology. So even though we know there are genetic variations that predispose to IBD, I think this change, you know, that we see in, in immigrants, um, the changes that we see in epidemiology tells us that there's a very strong environmental component to IBD risk. I don't think we know exactly what some of those environmental changes are. I think that's, you know, certainly a topic of very high interest, diet, um, antibiotic use, you know, other things in um, the environment likely play a role, but it's definitely something more than just our genetics. Do the results offer more insight on the disease manifestations based on like completely different factors such as gender or diet or lifestyle habits? Yeah, so even though we were very interested in in the potential role of environment, there were some things that we saw that were consistent across the U.S. born and foreign born patients. For example, the predominance of uh, the male gender being affected in Asians we saw in both U.S. born and foreign born subjects, and I will say that our patient population tended to be consist more of East Asians. Um, this finding may not be true of all Asian populations, um, but it was something that was consistent. And so we, you know, we think that potentially that might be a finding that has more of a genetic basis. Um, whereas some of the changes that we see, you know, between the foreign born and the U.S. born patient populations, we suspect may be attributed to environmental differences. What are the key takeaway points of this research? So I think one of the key things um, that our research helps to to show is that there there truly are differences in disease behavior and manifestations that are associated with race that aren't related to access to care and to socioeconomic status. And I think it helps clinicians in that we don't have great predictors of disease prognosis, but this is something that may potentially help providers in terms of personalizing therapy to their particular patient. Um, it's always a balance, you know, choosing an, a therapy that's sufficiently effective and potent, but also may carry the risk of adverse effects. And so, you know, if your patient is from a place where they may more likely have a milder form of disease, um, that's something that you can take into consideration when choosing a therapy for that person. So based on that, what are your recommendations to general practitioners or gastroenterologists specifically? You know, I, I think that the the takeaway is that, you know, you can you can try to use a personalized approach. Certainly, this type of study, you know, needs to be reproduced um, and it gives us kind of a broader sense of the causes and the things that influence IBD, but isn't necessarily tailored to helping with every patient um, in terms of, of clinical care. But I think it teaches us a lot about the diseases and, and how we should be thinking about it broadly and kind of what the next steps might be in terms of the research. And do you have any plans to expand this to a broader study? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, this is a primarily descriptive study. You know, we're, we're describing the differences in patients, but we're not able to fully explain why these differences exist. And so the work in my lab has been focused on um, understanding the 
genetic and microbial contributors um, to inflammatory bowel disease. Um, and we want to leverage our clinical insights from studies like this to help us find particular targets that we may, you know, one day be able to, to actually leverage or utilize um, in patient care. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, Dr. Chen. Once again, for our listeners, that was Dr. Li An Chen explaining how IBD phenotype may vary vastly by race and also foreign-born status. The findings of her study could provide insight into intrinsic and environmental influences on IBD pathogenesis. Thank you, Dr. Chen. Thank you.